Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Holy Malana, you beat a car, it's Brooklyn to the world. And we're back for yet another episode. In this middle of this training camp that I'm in. Misery, personified, making weight. Got a diet snapple in front of me. Even though I shouldn't even be drinking. I gotta start watching my liquids and start drying out. I'm miserable. What what episode are we up to? 61. Guys, 61. Peter's right, back on the count now. Seth, you were a little the, slow. The, you were texting over there while I asked the episode. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, right. Roger Maris, a real home run record. <laughs> yeah, a real home right. run record. The, Roger the, Maris, the, yeah. the juice free home That's run record. We had, we had, we're at 61 already. It's pretty amazing. Well, thanks to you loyal fans, loyal listeners. We continue to try to make it happen. You know, I'll tell you that we're going to be tested in the next couple of weeks because I'm going to continue to be making weights. I'm going to be miser- misery personified, as I said. It's going to be harder for me to actually want, get, find the will to actually drive to the studio in Miami next week because I'm heading to Miami on Monday. You don't have to. And Peter is going on his honeymoon to Aruba. We're going to be all, all corners of the earth, and Seth's going to be here at the studio. You know, so, so next week we'll just do from Israel to the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Worldwide to the world, huh? Yeah. But uh, so we'll, uh, we'll try to keep making it happen. And then the week after Mazel. that. The week uh, after that is actually the week before my fight, so you know I'll be miserable making uh, way for that one. Maybe Kid Yamaka can guest host next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, we'll get Zach, <laughs> Zach uh, Woman in for the AKA Kid Yamaka. Made an appearance for Pete's wedding, no? Yeah, yeah Pete's sure wedding. Did. How 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 hey. was it? talk about it? Why don't we talk about Pete's wedding a little bit? Yeah. Where's the Joe Pesci uh, things that we used to have? We don't have them anymore. Uh, you know what, what happened to those? He's on a hiatus. He's on a hiatus. Yeah. I'm sure, you know we had a couple of those. I'll. Uh, hey. Eh? <laughs> so, Dad, what, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the wedding, uh, Pistol Pete? Go ahead. The wedding was the wedding was great. Um, <laughs> you was, sound so excited it about was it. The, it was the longest day that went by so fast. If that even makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> they started taking pictures of me at twelve noon, and it didn't stop until one in the fucking morning. Ah. You, know, you sound just, very descriptive as you say. Yeah. It, it was very, very animated, very descriptive. No, You're really letting awesome. the people at home know like exactly what you went through and what you <laughs> felt. Yeah, I, I can feel it right through you. It through was your great. Voice. It was great. I loved it. It was, it was fun time. But it's, it's definitely. I don't know how people do it more than once. That's we'll get so. married. Yeah. Well, the second time you know they go like the you know no because public you, courthouse no 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 but you know you get the guy that you don't do the whole big thing again bro and again. you get the guy that goes nah but you know I was married but she wasn't right. so she deserves it get the fuck out of here <laughs> imagine planning all this shit again really was that bad kidding me what yeah. it's but, like a year worth of fucking planning bro a lot of for shit. one I, day I tell you what it was I had a great you guys did time a great job you guys did yeah, a great no, job it was a fun party um we yeah no it was great. Um, I want to thank fuck uh, the DJ John Carlo. Yeah, dude, he that guy's John a workaholic, man. He works. He's he's back. He's banged up, man. He works yeah. really hard, and he puts on a happy face. He was in pain. Yeah, yeah, he's got some disc issues, man. Yeah, so I hope you feel better, man. Nice. Oh, he told me I suck on the show too. Did you? Yeah. Told you that. Yeah. John Carlo, come on, man, give us some love over here. No, I'm kidding. So We're let's go. Talking a little bit. What? What's on all guys? Chiropractor. What about the plastic surgeon? You know, why don't you just walk us through it, bro? What, what, what the church we had? What, what's going on? What, how was, how was the day? We had Jared come from Boston. 
He was mad that, that was Put your phone down He was mad He was mad that we didn't have alcohol in the limos Right Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course <laughs> Sure he was Sure Sure And then uh, well, We had the We had the We had your uh, Your big day We had trumpeters that didn't show up Or they did show oh, up Until late Oh man right? Your trumpeters were late Bro you don't even I gotta understand. be honest Jared was saying Instead of wasting money on the trumpeters That didn't show up I should have put alcohol on the limo instead uh, Yeah that's true Is he a bigger alky than you? Um, well, he just felt like priority should have been first. Right. So alcohol in the limo should have prioritized over the trumpeters that showed up ten minutes from the end of the ceremony. Yeah, they should, this guy. Well, let me tell you something. This guy. Uh, God, these, this guy right here. Speak into the mic. These trumpet, these trumpet players, whoever the fuck they are. The guy, I think, is an alcoholic. Which you takes would, one to know one. Right. You would think I would like him. Mm. He was a creepy. <laughs> he was a creepy, awkward fuck. So he plays the trumpet for a living, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, he dresses up like a schmuck every week, and you know this is what this is what he does, right? But this was my mother-in-law's idea. Um, God bless her. Yeah, she's like, "No, he, I'll pay for it too. I, I really want this." I'm like, I want "You said it. It's at my daughter's wedding. <laughs> you said it, lady. Go ahead." Um, I really didn't. Didn't I felt like they were in the way when they got there? I felt like they were out of place. Like, no, like I felt like they, yeah, because they just forced themselves in. Yeah. I felt like it was like really awkward. They, uh, did you have to pay them? Yeah, they had. They to get paid. still got paid, and that's why. This like they is were like so awkward, and they were like. I felt like they were in the way. Like I felt like the ceremony was like cool and like you know the way a ceremony should be, and then you just had these awkward trumpeters who showed up randomly in the midst of it. And just started trumpeting away, and they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop. I'm like, it was like the weirdest is thing the guy, ever. Like, is the guy going? Like they should have paid, they he feels paid bad. you guys. They yeah. should have paid you guys, not you guys pay them. But I'm like, is the guy doing extra, like uh, trying to go above and beyond because he was late and like he feels I think, bad? Yeah, that's like, what he was doing. We get all this like 20 minutes like of music to earn his money. five minutes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, I felt like you want to earn his money so that you couldn't say you shouldn't pay him. Maybe he felt like you were gonna say you shouldn't pay him for him showing up late. I don't know, man. He was already paid. He comes up. You know, after the ceremony, we all walk out. Yeah. And um, where's my tip? Meantime, I was getting, I was keeping up with scores on the Wales Portugal game, as uh, as the ceremony was going on. Go ahead. Wales Portugal just played, but that's fine. I mean, Wales Belgium. Um, <laughs> all right, Wales Belgium. You, <laughs> you're way ahead of yourself, huh? Well, Wales Belgium was a big um, upset, so it was like I was like I had adrenaline flowing, and the, and the trumpeters are going crazy, and Peter's getting married. It was pretty wild. And Wales is upset in Belgium at the moment. At that moment, so that, you were up there like his best man, and he's doing his vows, and you're looking at your phone. Yeah, I was getting t- I was getting <laughs> updates on the text. Yeah, yeah, I sure was. So Do we you? walk out, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, you throw stuff and this and that." It was all fun, right? And then the guy's like, "All right, pictures, uh, Alyssa, Pete, come back in." So we're like, "All right." He goes halfway down the aisle, like a quarter way down the aisle, and he goes, "Get on one knee, the both of you." So I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Photographer's five feet in front of us, ready to take a picture. This creepy fuck, this this trumpet guy, <laughs> comes. He's like, um. Hey, so just want to let you know, uh, we got a flat tire. I'm like, okay. I'm like, bro, I'm about to take a picture. Like, <laughs> why is that your problem? Yeah, fucking beat I'm it already. Ma- I'm at my wedding. You're talking right, about your just flat get tire. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. So he's like, Call AAA, you He's prick. like, you know, I just been doing this a long time, you know, and it happens. <laughs> it happens. I'm like, all right, bro, beat it. <laughs> He's holding that? No, I'm like, I'm looking at him with like, what the fuck does he want? I'm looking at Alyssa. It was so awkward. So now I'm like, okay, can I take this picture? So he goes, oh, you're going to want us in this. It'll, it'll be good. He just puts himself <laughs> in the picture. <laughs> I like him now. That's funny. No, it's fucking weird, <laughs> no, bro. It's, and I was like, 
Dude, you gotta you gotta tweet that picture out when you get it. <laughs> so I you have to finally, they. This is me and my wife, beautiful wife, and this creepy trumpet fuck. Yeah. yeah. And and his partner, the partner didn't say a word. The partner was just <laughs> the there. partner felt like he was his partner was. He's like, yeah, my partner. They were creepy. like the pen and teller of trumpeters. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's fucking creepy. So I'm like, wow, this guy's annoying the shit out of me. And then you know we had to get the whole bridal party back in to take more pictures at the altar and everything. And they're still playing these trumpets. The, the, everything's over. I want to be like, guys, okay, go home. Yeah, they were playing the shit. Out of they me. just kept playing. They're going, going. They were like the the, the Titanic band. Yes. You know, like yes. the ship is going down and they just keep going. They, everybody's exiting and everybody's What else taking, have we got to do? <laughs> Every, <laughs> everybody's jumping in the lifeboats and they're just playing away. It was one of those. Go ahead. It was brutal. So now, finally we're done with all the pictures, like 9.7 million pictures that we took. I'm leaving. The guy goes, hey. He goes, can I, can I speak to you? I'm like. Again. Yeah. Pulls me over to the side. He goes, yeah, so, um, you know, I just got a flat. And, you know, I, I said, didn't you tell me this before? They should hit you up for money. Yeah, I guess. I'm like, didn't you tell me this before? And he goes, yeah, I just, you know. I, what did he, what was he looking for? Spit it out. I, I guess he was looking for a tip. I don't know. I was going to tell him the tip of my foot is going to be in his fucking teeth in two seconds. <laughs> you should have told him. Could you, wait, wait, wait. You should have told him the tip of the day was, I hope yeah. you didn't bet on Belgium. Right. <laughs> I hope you didn't bet on Belgium exactly. today. I'm like, what does this guy <laughs> want? And he kept going. I'm like, all right, bro. I don't care. It's over. Like, get out of my face. You know, like. Who goes up to the groom and starts busting I think his balls? Probably, they probably usually get tipped. But and he, since he was late, he probably wanted a tip anyway. Yeah, so he was yeah. trying to say like, but he's got, nothing, he's got nothing to lose, right? He's lucky he got paid at that point. Because like I said, this was almost awkward. <laughs> this is the most awkward situation. Like I felt like everybody you, belonged there except him. What did he just do? What did you just do, dude? While I'm talking, did you just open up the beer that's, bottle, that's the, the Corona bottle with your wedding ring? Yes. My wedding band. Your your, your wife wedding listens to this show. She, doesn't she, she's she's gonna be really pissed. She was that. dying. She was dying left. My mother goes, "That's what you got married for, so you could open beers for people." I said, "Yeah, why not?" Oh, dude, well, that's wild. That's why you had home. I can yet. barely open a beer bottle with a with a twist off t- with a bottle <laughs> opener. When you give me the opener, I just have trouble. This guy's doing it with his wedding band. You have an opener? Where is it? Um, I don't know. Oh, it's in, I think it's in my office. Finger. What else is new? Oh, Jesus. So so that was it. So, so then did, you yeah, tr- did you give him some money? Hell fucking no. <laughs> they she didn't come to to the uh, reception then, right? Uh, I would have thrown him. I would have drowned him in the fucking the. What do you got back there? The fucking the lake, river. The it, river. It, Pete um, in the bay. Pete, I, you know I've been producing this podcast for <laughs> yeah, a long, long yeah. time, and uh, you know. Yeah, talk to him, Paul. You know I've been, I've been. What are we doing? I've been producing the show a long <laughs> time, and you know. Oh, you know, the, t- you mean, know the TV, the TV's, this what? TV show in Italy, Germ- Italy, Germany highlights the other day. God, I'm sad. Well, why are you changing the subject? We're going to talk about the Euro Bowl later on. We're going to talk about the well, Euro later you know, on this episode. I had to say that, you know, we went from the creepy trumpet guys to my boy Giancarlo Panicchi from Extreme Rhythm DJs. He's, he's done, the man. Yeah, he's done my engagement party and he did my wedding. And that guy really knows how to get a party going. Did he do your eyebrows too? No, he uh, does a lot. Uh, I mean, he's got like three jobs, and they're all full time jobs. But I don't think he threads eyebrows. Uh, yeah, it was great. He was yeah. awesome. He's he's an entertainer. Yeah, and he's uh, a great MC. Was, he's not like that one we hang out. It's well, because so he's on. You know? He's doing his shit. Right, right, right. I've, 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 Paulie, I told Pete before. Uh, you know, with Melissa, we watched these these wedding shows where people have com- competition. They all go to each other's wedding and rate them. Yeah, you got good. You got good ratings, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the comp- competition person that rate? No, I'm saying we watched a TV show, so we're just Him pretending like watch yeah, a we, show. we watch a show. Oh. We have this competition that each each and you couple. you guys rate them. No, they rate they rate each other. They're in competition. He's, the winner. So who gets, rated your wedding? He's taking we this did. too literally. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm saying it's like a TV show. So we said we talk about somebody rated your wedding. We did. We rated his wedding. Yeah. We said he got yeah. high, oh, high marks. You know, we're talking about rating. Rating. I mean, it's changing the subject, but not changing the subject. Okay. No, we're talking about wedding, but you know what's weird? I've been getting these these tweets lately, and apparently there's like rate a celeb tweets now or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Did you see that? And like you can invest in like celebs. It's weird. I gotta. Find, oh yeah, it's like I gotta find the invest. Stock. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, right? like How stock. about shorting a stock? Yeah. Like no. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if that's the case, you gotta short some. Uh, you can short some fighters too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But bro, short it's, it, Justin. Bieber. Like I get like tweets that like these people like invested in short me, Tyson Fury. It's like a it's like a, a famous app or something. It's called a I am famous app, and I can't find it. Of course, I can't find it now because and we're giving them free publicity. Why? Yeah, and we're giving them free publicity. <laughs> But of course I, I I can't find it because I'm a jerk off. That's why I can't find 50 it. Fifty Cent settles twenty eight million dollar bankruptcy bankruptcy case. Yeah. Wow. Did he? What did he settle it for? Who knows? But he's but he's broke. Yeah. Okay. That's right. a perfect example when people are like oh but he filed bankruptcy and filed bankruptcy to not pay exactly not to be broke. Obviously he's not broke. Yeah, he got vitamin water money. <laughs> yeah. That's like can't even spend that money. Yeah. That's how this much is it right it is. here. Look. Famous.af At famous.af People invest points It's weird So you see this thing? How do you win? And I keep getting tweets that people <laughs> invest in me How do you I don't win? know Like I want to invest in myself Because you know I'm like one of those long term stocks That's probably going to keep going up slowly You know because I got my commentating gig And like I'm not going to be like oh, I'm not going to be like no George Clooney or Brad Pitt type of celeb But I'm like one of those I'm like a McDonald's stock it Like slowly it like it just, It's just consistent You know And I'll slowly go You're like go Verizon up. Yeah Verizon <laughs> No I don't know I can't be Verizon Because Verizon's not in worldwide They don't know Verizon In like the uh, UK and stuff You know I can be like I think they have like, a uh, sister company though I, think like I can be like a Coca-Cola You know yeah. Just not as big But like you know <laughs> That same consistency You're like Coke Zero I'm like Coke Zero Yeah Why yeah. Coke Zero bro I don't know why does everything gotta be around involved around a diet when I when I'm making weight? I don't understand. Uh, uh, oh, look how upset he is. What about this okay, fucking? Oh, take a picture. He got that look on his face. Oh, you guys are jerk offs. Cause I'm serious. What is this thing? Does anybody want to explain to me what this thing is? Maybe all loyalists. You two like, jerk offs obviously aren't. aren't it looks don't like even understand cares? what it is. It's at famous famous <laughs> dot af and dot is dot and then this that's the Twitter. That's their Twitter at famous. D-O-T-A-F. How many followers do they have? I don't know. I don't know. Let me what find. You're on it. You know what? I Bro, think, it's I think an app. It's yeah. got 15k followers, but it's, it's also it's an app. Crap is what it sounds like. Get rich like. and look. Get rich and famous investing in stars in Twitter. Get at, at the app store. What is this thing? Can I invest in myself? I'm telling you. I think my, it's called famous as fuck. Is that what is? AF. AF. Yeah. It seems like that. But like. I'm sure, like, it's probably like a stock where, like, you know, like, if you buy a stock that's already super high and super, you know, like, it's like, it probably, you can't invest in, like, a super famous person because their their stock is already super yeah, high, like right? Justin so Bieber. you want to try and catch somebody on the rise. You know what I'm saying? Paulie Malinashi. So I feel like I'm a pretty good Peter stock Cox. with this. You know, oh, yeah, even Peter Cards is worth a little. Penny, penny I, feel like, I'm a penny. I feel like you can throw a little something on Peter Cards, too, but, but no joke. Like, it's like, you know, you catch, like, a, a, a new stock coming out and then it goes, like, big time, you know? Like, I don't know. Imagine you had this on this app Justin Bieber before he came out. Right. He would have been huge. You know, like you would have hit fucking the, air uh, before saying, air was out. It says invest, so, like, you can make money on this stuff? That's that's what my question is. Is it, like, real money or is it, like, 
Seth, you're, you're giving me this head shake. What, what, what the fuck is going on over here? You're the fact whoa, checker. Whoa, whoa. You're the fact. I'm what do you think it is? With you, man. You're the, you're Settle the, down. And you're 15? the resident Jew. You guys are good with uh, numbers. What's going on? What's going well, on? According Seth? to my calculations, they have 15.2 thousand <laughs> followers, which means they're shit. They're nothing. Yeah, but it's a new app. It's an app. That's just their Twitter page. Why are we still it's actually talking an about app. the app? Yeah. Because well, you can they... invest and make money. You talk about last night. Just last night, this jerk all comes up to me. He goes, bro, we gotta start making money. We gotta, we gotta, like, we gotta. Married now, we got kids. Wait, we're gonna. He's talking about investment thing in this, investing in that. What about investing in ourselves, jerk off? That's why I brought this up. Oh. We have a podcast. How, what about investing in ourselves, our brand, our whoa, name, whoa. jerk off? This Welcome is what I'm to getting the world. at. Buy some stock. This is what I'm getting at. Oh. All right, how does this work? And this is why I'm asking Seth how it Seth. works. I'm looking it Seth. up. I don't know. Or Maybe, maybe we got all listeners who are probably smarter than us that can that probably help us and, and, and translate this thing for us because I don't understand what it means. Seth, you see that, that little plastic black box? Yeah. You know what it is? What, what is it? It's a phone. Okay. I want you to get on that phone yeah. and start dialing. <laughs> I want you to handle your problems through the phone. Is that Wolf get Wall Street? At, yeah. Okay. That was great. And new issue day! On new issue day! <laughs> this is new issue day! Famously as fuck! On new issue day. So, so yeah, I feel like, I feel like this stock, is a pretty Peter cool Cards. thing, you know? I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We could probably try and find like the next big real megastar, not like us. You know, we, we're probably like a, a small stock we I can make a couple like, of bucks on. We're like a penny stock that you might be able to make like a couple of bucks on. We well, you, we might be. You know what I'm saying? Like if you but like, watch, imagine you find the next Justin Bieber, though. Like like a, a big deal or something. Or Aubrey O'Day just started dating Paulie D. Maybe her star is going to get bigger now because she's started dating Paulie D. Maybe you can invest in her. I'd or, rather, invest, I'd rather or, invest in shorting that stuff. Or, <laughs> oh. <laughs> or what about... Uh, uh, George Best's son. Isn't he in yeah. that way? Maybe he's going to be a celebrity now, too, because he's on a, what a reality show. What if we on board with, like, the Seth We got to find a, a celebrity we can like invest Jonah in. Like Jonah Hill? Like when, when no, he's he already a big shot. That's what well, I'm saying, bro. fucking speak that's for what two I'm saying, seconds. Bro. Yeah, he's already a big shot, though. You can't just put money in something where it's already, said, it's already hit the ceiling. I didn't even finish the go sentence. Ahead. What are you saying? Go ahead. Go for I it. said go. if you saw Superbad, you would know that's somebody yeah, that you that invested. That was the guy. Jesus fucking that was the guy. Christ. But if you hit up, but you invest, if you invested on McLovin, then you were screwed because he didn't really come out yeah, with any other movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got your other boy. He's, he's You know a, what movie McLovin's Michael in? Michael Sarah. He's in that one with Seth Rogen with the, uh, the, the fraternity. He's in the fraternity. He's one of the guys in the frat. Oh, uh, that movie's fun. McLovin. That first one's funny. Yeah, I only watched the first one. Hey, you get apps on that Blackberry though? No. Some, I mean, I, I don't get, <laughs> I don't get all apps. Unfortunately, I don't get like Uber and shit. No one's gonna invest in you if you have a BlackBerry, dude. <laughs> but no, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just thought this thing was pretty cool because I've been getting like a, a couple of tweets randomly when people invest in me, and I'm like, what is this thing? And at first, I, the first time I got it, I, I just didn't pay attention. But now I'm getting like a bunch of tweets about it. Like when somebody invests in you, I, I guess it like it, it lets you know. And it's getting pretty weird, you know? Like, not weird in a bad way, though. It's like, maybe this is like something real, you know? Maybe Peter Cards, you guys, you'll get some people investing in you, too. I'm gonna or download. maybe just, we gotta, we gotta start a Twitter and an Instagram page for Brooklyn to the World. That's what yeah. we start. And maybe they just, they just, maybe, maybe they just start investing in the show in general, no? Good idea. Does that, does that make, or maybe this thing is just bullshit. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe this, it's a big this app, app is just right. bullshit, but, but I'm just saying. You know, this is what I started noticing, and I, and I was curious about it. I'm thinking maybe some of the more intelligent people out there could explain it to us a little bit better, you know? There's another app called Stolen. Let's p users buy and sell the Twitter profiles of anyone. <laughs> That's bizarre. What do you mean? I don't well, know. It sounds like a similar kind of thing. How is that even allowed? Like, it's, I guess it's not real. It's like, it's, it's like, uh, it's like trading baseball cards. 
So it's that's like so weird. Yeah. It's like creepy, actually. That's it, like the trumpeter, you yeah. know? Like yeah. it's like weird, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's get to tire. boxing and then we'll jump on some other subjects. All right, let's get to boxing. No, we so we had uh, over the weekend we had uh, we had a PBC show over the weekend. We had uh, uh, Jamal Herring got beat by uh, Dennis Shafikov. Now Shafikov is obviously a veteran, and he's been in a couple of tough fights. He fought Miguel Vasquez, and uh, you know he f uh, for the world title, and he fought another one or two guys. So we already knew he was a tough guy from Eastern Europe. You know, uh, one of these Russian-speaking countries brings a physical style to the table. Now Jamal Herring's a former uh, a 2012 U.S. Olympian, and he was uh, uh, in the military. He's got a great story behind him. You know, is 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 he had an infant uh, child die of SIDS? One of his one of his kids. Uh, dive SIDS and you know he, uh, he obviously uh, trains and, and performs with a heavy heart uh, in memory of his child uh, and I remember you know I seen, I've seen i seen all these prospects come up the ladder you know and Herring was a guy who early on I saw he and I saw, when I first saw him in a pro fight you know I felt like he needed a little bit of work you know he was one of those Olympians where you know sometimes they shine right away like you know you look at Earl Spence and you were like wow this guy's blue chip right off the bat you know and then I looked at Herring and a couple undercards and I was like eh I feel like Jamal has to Improve his game a little bit if if he's gonna last in the pros, you know. And I felt like he did. I felt like he got he slowly, he slowly improved a little bit at a time, and he got himself to the point, you know, uh, with a great team. Obviously, he's got Al Heyman behind him. He got himself to this point right here where he's he was now in a, in a world title eliminator and uh, with a Is chance. That what that was? I think it was a world title eliminator and a chance to fight for the world title. You know, where the first couple of times I would have seen Jamal Herring, I wouldn't have. I honestly, I'll be honest, I, w I wouldn't have thought he would have got that far. You know, but he and credit to him for working hard and, and working diligently to get that far. But Shavakov was a bit too much. From what'd you think, Pete? Yeah, it just seemed like he was overwhelmed right from the start. Like, yeah, uh, it was like, Welcome to the big stage, like, boom. Yeah, know? and Shavakov is the guy who brings it, he comes in shape, he, awkward. Uh, he forces a pace, he's awkward. And, uh, you know, just an, some, of Eastern Europe, some of those Eastern European fighters, they're not always the prettiest fighter to watch, but they have a work rate and, and, and they're physical with you and, and they're rough with you. They almost have a bully mentality. So, if you can't handle that bully mentality, the, the bully gets more brave, you know, and that's gets what it uh, started to feel like, you know. And, uh, it's, like an, it's like an epidemic of Russian people just coming well, across. Former and, Soviet in general, yeah. you know. <laughs> just beating the fuck out of people all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we still credit, credit to Jamal Herring for, for trying. I'm sure he's a tough kid, back. man. And uh, Shavakov obviously still reigns around the... Uh, you know, I wouldn't call a Shavakov a gatekeeper, but he's he's there and he's he's a he's a live guy and he's if if he gets the right opponent, he could win a world title. I feel like at a certain point, you know. But uh, we'll see. But it was a, a solid win for Shavakov and a, a, a win he definitely needed. For Herring, is back to the drawing board, you know. Yeah, and listen, he's still he's not old, you know. He can always improve and you know yeah. go back to the drawing board. Also, he's got a good team behind him. Yeah. He's got Mike Stafford. He's got yeah, the yeah. guy that does the pads. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he's got he's got a, he's got a Barry a, Hunter. Barry Hunter. Yeah, no, he's got a good team, and I'm sure he'll be back. And they, those guys are always well forces a, a lot of work. And uh, you know, you got to really love your boxing to train with those guys because they don't they're no they're no BS kind of guys. Right. Absolutely. So um, also, I want to uh, I want to mention uh, the Sammy Vasquez versus Luis Colazo fight is off. Colazo got an injury. Oh. So the new replacement is Felix Diaz. Felix Diaz is the Olympian from 2008, the gold medalist, the Dominican. Oh, the, the one that one actually beat Gabe Bracero, the, my right? opponent, uh, wow. at the end of this month. You know, So Felix Diaz is a one loss to uh, Lamont Peterson for the world title. He's a no-joke kind of guy, and he's also a southpaw. So for Vasquez, you know, at least you're, you're training for a southpaw. You're still going to get a southpaw. I feel like you're going to get a fresher southpaw. Uh -huh. With Colazo, you just never know which one you're going to get because yeah, yeah, Colazo can show up and actually give you be a handful. And he's always he's a, he's a solid former world champion veteran who can show up and really be a handful to, to deal with uh, if he's motivated. Um, 
Felix Diaz, I feel like, is motivated. He's a bit younger and uh, still has a lot to prove. He wants to win his world title. He wants to prove that the gold medal he won in a weight wasn't a fluke. You know, I thought when he won the gold medal in a weight, he was a bit beneficial of uh, of the draw. Sometimes the draw is everything. You know, I felt like he was, if he was in the opposite bracket, he would he might have got beat uh, even before the medal round. You know, but he wanted to win a gold medal, and sometimes it's all that it's about. And I feel like he's also improved as a pro. Mm-hmm. I, early on. Felix Diaz, was also one, Felix Diaz was also one of those guys. When I saw him in the pros, I thought, nah, this guy's not going to hack it in the pros. No way. And he's got improved. He's improved a bit better. He's training with John Guzman, who wow. was also a, a former Dominican Olympian himself yeah, and champion. also a former world champion with a very athletic style. And I feel like Felix Diaz is, is using his talent in a, in a form of a John Guzman style. Obviously, there's only one John Guzman. John Guzman, for those of you that never saw him, is probably one of the most... Probably might be the biggest waste of talent I've ever seen in boxing. He might be literally the biggest waste of talent I've seen in boxing. And to say that about a two-time world champion is it's, saying it's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But um, Guzman is now training uh, uh, training Felix Diaz. Fighters and yeah, and, regular and uh, I, I, I feel like it's a live fight. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good Felix Diaz, how, how much in shape Diaz is taking the fight on short notice. But obviously, to take this kind of a risk, you have to you have to be in some kind of shape. You want to assume that he's in yeah. the gym because Sammy Vasquez is obviously is no joke. I mean. To me, well, he's definitely not getting an easy road. Sam no, Vasquez. no, he's not. He, he, both guys. I mean, this is right. one of those fights where the winner will advance himself to a better position. But it's a no joke kind of fight. It's a joke. It's a fight where you have to earn your money, and it's a fight where between two solid fighters. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. I think it's a better fight on that card because the main event is Wilder against Ariola. Mm-hmm. And you know, for Wilder, I just think that's a stay busy fight at this point because right. he, he got a, he lost that on the Povetkin fight. So, you know, I don't even think that main event is, is such a big deal, but I do think the Vasquez and Felix Diaz fight might be the, the fight of that card, and it's a fight I'm looking forward to. And that's, uh, that's next weekend, I believe. That's next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Next, we'll, we'll be able to talk about that a little bit next week if we, had, if we manage to fit in a show next week. Can know? I ask you a question? Uh, you know, how do they decide, like, Deontay Wilder seems like he's a big Showtime guy. And how do they decide that he's going to be on PBC rather than Showtime? Well, PBC is is, a, is Showtime is one of the branch offs of PBC, you know. So it's a it's a thing where if you don't fight on Showtime but you're on PBC, it, it probably means you'll be back on P, on Showtime at some point. No, I, I realize that. I just wonder so why they make a decision not to put that fight on Showtime. Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Showtime also has a budget for the year, so they probably want to save a little bit for the end of the year. You know, we have a budget. PBC is self funded uh, through Al Heyman and his investors, while Showtime, on the other hand, has to fund itself. So um, sometimes I think we at Showtime, uh, my bosses at Showtime, they want to save some of the budget so that later on in the year they can afford some of the year-end bang-off kind of fights. You know, those are the ones that, you know, usually the schedule from like October to December, you get your best fights of the year sometimes, yeah. you know. So you want you need to have enough money in the bank there to afford those kind of fights if they need to they be made. close out the year with a bang. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think I feel like that's what Showtime's doing and that's why uh, Showtime and HBO both a lot of times go through some lulls in the summer to kind of prepare for the the big fall and winter season uh, to close out the year, you know. So I think that's why that's that's one of the bigger reasons why uh, this fight winds up on Fox. And speaking of HBO, the Kovalev fights are going to be on Monday? Yeah. Well, that's because it's in Russia. And in Russia and those Eastern European countries, they put boxing on some weird days. I mean, hey, listen. I mean, it's cool. The, 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 the Ali Frazier one was on a Monday night. I mean, this was this was used to be normal stuff. It's just, was you know, it? Yeah, Ali Frazier one was on a Monday night. Was it, on, it wasn't on television, though, was it? Close circuit. Yeah. But you know, that was at the uh, even, was when the fought, the even when I fought, even when I fought in Ukraine, right. I fought on a Sunday. You know, so yes. so you know they do have some, they do uh, schedule some weird times and days for their fights. But either way, I think it's cool. Hey man, we'll get we'll get some. Is it, will it be shown live on HBO that fight? I imagine. I'll I mean, I up. imagine it would, right? Yeah. No, I would imagine so. That, so, yeah. so that means it'll be in the daytime. 
Daytime and a Monday. <laughs> Daytime and a Monday. <laughs> I'll yeah. watch it here. I'll tell them. Oh, we probably don't have HBO here. Yeah. Oh, I got it on my phone. Yeah. Wow. What do you got? What do you got? HBO, do you have HBO to go. Well, a what? <laughs> HBO to go? Yeah. I don't understand uh, what that is. It's it's HBO's <laughs> app, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't get on. Well, I'm not the, technologically that inclined, so I well, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Well, because well, I'll probably, I'll probably. What what day is that? Eleventh, Monday. Monday the eleventh. Yeah. July eleventh. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm, gonna, I'm flying back to Miami on Tuesday. I'm gonna be in Aruba. So, Aruba. So you're gonna be able to watch it from Aruba? I don't know. I told my friend Chuck Nice is gonna be in Aruba too, working. Oh yeah. Let's go see him. Yeah. Chuck yeah. Comedian. Boom. We're on he his remembers. podcast too. He oh. knows. Nice advice. Nice. He's not yeah. punch drunk. He knows. He remembers. Nice. I remember well, had a good time with Chuck. Mm. I so you're gonna watch it. the fight in Aruba? Are you if gonna they, get the fight in Aruba? If they yeah, have HBO, have they got HBO. Do they? Yeah, HBO in Aruba? Yeah. In the hotel room? Well, you, what are you staying at? The Ryu. Oh. Well, the Ryu better have HBO, Showtime, Porno Channels, everything. Because for the price they go for, That's you, you better get the fight. And you'll get it in the daytime. Yeah. So that's boom. That's big. You wake sure. up nice and bad. Breakfast Aruba's and bad. the same time, right? No, an hour ahead, I think. An hour ahead. Yeah, it doesn't so look like, like they're gonna have it on live. It looks like it's gonna be on ten fifteen. Ten fifteen. So, so that means in Aruba it's on eleven fifteen a.m. You wake up nice, or you just don't go to sleep because you might well, you do night. you pull your all nighters. He's saying it might be at night. At night? What are they at gonna night. fight in the morning time in Russia? No way. Come on. Well, it might not be live then. I don't no, know. come on. Let me see. Come on, get out of here with that. Yeah, I'm that thinking about take a look. I'm gonna no. take a look. They got. They got. They gotta show it live, and then they'll probably show it taped later on in the night. That's what we do on Showtime, right? Yeah. You know, HBO does it too. When yeah. Klitschko was fighting, and it, it makes know. makes sense. Hey. This isn't helping me. So I'll be I'll be in New York. I don't even I don't leave for Miami until Tuesday. So I'll, uh, there you go, there you go. I'll schedule my training schedule that day around around the fact that uh, I'm watching the fight. How's I'm your training home. going, man? Training's going good. You know, you feel good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's up and down, but it's good. You know, we're. Uh, if so, weight's up and down too, unfortunately. But you know, we're working. <laughs> we're working, and uh, I feel pretty sharp. You know, You're really decent. happy, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a blist. One thing, I, one thing I will not miss when I stop fighting finally is the making weight. It's probably the thing I still hate the most you know, about fighting. I'll, I'd rather let you punch me in my face all the times in the world than continue to make this scumbag weight. You know, I can't stand making weight. It is with a passion. I hate it. I can't, words can't describe how much I hate making weight. I think you are describing it pretty yeah. well. <laughs> so, it's very descriptive, so, actually. So training. But yeah, I'll tell you what. It keeps me working hard. It keeps me sharp because I can't be lazy and skip any workouts because otherwise my, my weight will jump. That's just the way it is. So it, it keeps me motivated and, and keeps me working hard. And, uh, you know, that's probably part of the reason I'm able to still get in shape the way I am, you know, because I, 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 it keeps me from losing uh, the motivation because right? I need to be motivated in order to make weight, you know. No and you look, you look good, too. Hmm? You look good too. I feel good. I feel good. I mean, I, I feel sharp. I'm putting in the work. Uh, I've had some good work in uh, in camp overall. You know, I've I was down in Miami. I was sparring with Amir Imam. Uh, in New York, I was sparring with uh, Patrick Day and Tyrone James, two junior middleweight guys. You know, uh, I'm gonna get back down to Florida. I think Amir Amir fought over this weekend. Though, hopefully, I'm not sure if he's gonna be right back in the gym, but I'll get some work down in Florida once I get back, either with Amir or with uh, some other guys. Uh, you know. Uh, I, you know, just good work, and I like working with these young guys because they they they're still very passionate about what they do, and and, and their passion rubs off on me. And I, you I love what that, that was know? like. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, I I love that the the passion these guys still have for it. You know, because sometimes you know it's not every day that you feel so passionate about 
what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes boxing starts to feel like a job at a certain age, but you see these young guys so motivated, so hungry, still with that gleam in their eye, uh, still looking for their to accomplish their dreams, still hoping to accomplish their dreams. And, uh, you know, you look at that and, and it kind of, you know, makes you kind of go back in the past and remember the way you once felt. And it kind of, you know, makes you dig in a little bit and say, you know what, man, you know, I, I, these guys, this, 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 let some of this rub off on me, staying with them, training with them, being pushed by them, you know, pushing each other. It's great. It's great. I, lo I love it. And that's what, uh, that's part of, uh, uh, the reason why you still end up loving boxing even at my age as much as you hate it. It's love hate. You I think it becomes love hate for everybody at a certain point uh, to do it. Uh, I think I'll always love boxing because, you know, uh, I love being part of the work and, and uh, commentating and just calling the fights, you know. I, I had a blast calling Thurman Porter, a fight, a fight of the year candidate, you know. I love being able to do that, you know. That part of me, I'll, I'll always love boxing. As far as the part of doing it, yeah, that's where it becomes love-hate at a certain point because you got to make weight. You got to train every day. You, sometimes you just feel lazy, but you can't be lazy. You got to psych your mind up to work out even when you don't want to. And then you got to psych your mind up not only to work out when you don't want to, but now you got to get the most out of that workout. So you can't even half-ass your workout. You got to work out and put your mind in a place where you're going to gung-ho and grind that workout. You're not gonna, you can't half-ass your workouts because otherwise, you know, that lack of days of latitude will get you knocked out in a fight. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, it's a... Uh, it's a psychological and a physical experience all the time for training camp, you know, and, and sometimes it's fatiguing, of course, you know, and that's why it's, again, it's, I'll say it again, that's why it's love-hate, man, you know, that's what it is. That's why we're not going to do a podcast at the restaurant until after the fight. Yeah. Thank you. you can enjoy it. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. That's yeah. probably the best case scenario, you know. <laughs> and uh, Kovalev, that's the only time they're showing it is at 10.15. They're not showing it earlier. That's so weird. That's yeah. so weird. Because why would Monday. they do that? I don't know. Why would they, what are you going to show a movie that nobody's watching? You know what I'm saying? Like, during the day? That's the thing. You're like, what else are you going to show at 10 o'clock in the morning? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What do you it's mean 10 o'clock in the morning? It's on no. 10 o'clock at night. No, Slow Adam. Just... It's on at 10 in the morning live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Slow cool. Adam. You know what I'm saying? I know it's on at 10 o'clock at night. That's taped late already. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about no, the live show. Whole, the live fight. Whole, right, whole... When it's happening, as it's happening. I want to watch that. Go for it. Go. What are you saying? Go. Oh, in I, in a situation like this, that, I mean, Showtime, HBO, you fly your crew there anyway. So what is it? It doesn't cost more to show it live, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't there. know what their I don't know what their problem is. You never know what they're doing back there. Why don't we? Why don't we call these guys? Can you call some what somebody over there. What, what do you? You got? HBO? Why don't you ring their number? No. Why don't you do deliveries? Doesn't your your wife do deliveries for? Oh, the, yeah. For the what's your wife's company called? Uh, Bella Dolce Creation. Yeah, for the holidays, she gives, she sends like uh, gift baskets. baskets and stuff like that to all these companies. We send so the you baskets. guys, you guys are in touch with these people. You guys do deliveries to HBO too. Why don't you go? Why don't you make a call and then and then figure uh, it out? Peter right. Nelson. I'm reading something from yeah. uh, Pete's favorite uh, uh, writer, Dan Ra Dan Raphael. Oh, he said uh, this is from he a little said he while loves ago. McDonald's. He said he does love McDonald's, and he said that's obvious. You shouldn't have to say it. But he also said uh, HBO. Because they thought it was this when they still thought the um, Klitschko fight was happening. They were trying to figure out how they're going to get the crew over from England to Russia, and then they were deciding whether or not to show it live or on tape delay. And I guess they decided tape delay because I just looked at HBO schedule and it says first run ten fifteen p.m. So that's kind of lame, HBO. Yeah, yeah that very, is kind of lame. Very yeah. weird. Yeah, you know, was, you know, some of us, you know. We got the app, or we can figure out how to watch it. You know, we uh, want to tape do, it, you, and we don't want to know who won. Right. Yeah. Now you, you you're messing you up for everybody. Now you can't check. Now you can't leave social media for like twelve hours. Right. Uh, you can't live. Yeah. Somebody's that. gonna blow it on social media for sure. Right. I purposely I haven't looked at that a few times when I wanted to watch sports that I taped or something. Yeah. I of course. Social media. I, I did a video, you know, a while back. I was going to a friend of mine's wedding and it was a, a Cotto fight on or something and. 
I just said, please don't fucking text me. Because I get, you know, text, whoa, bro, are you watching this? And I'm like, fuck you. You know, so like I did a video <laughs> like, please, I'm not going to be home. Please, don't per, fucking text me, please. Por favor. Leave me alone. Leave me mm, out of it. Mm. Mm. Anyway. All right. So moving on. So that was uh, that's our little uh, little rant, rant on a little boxing rant for the day, you know. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, can I, can I throw in some tennis news since you guys always talk about yeah, 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 Wimbledon? Yeah. Go ahead. Roger Federer is like 100 years old in tennis uh, years. Roger's my age, bro. Don't give yeah. me the 100 years old shit. In tennis, Roger what? Federer is my age. Oh, so then you're 100 years old in boxing years, too. All right. It, Don't give me that shit, Seth. But, hey, yeah. this is a good sign for you. What? He was down two sets to zero against the number nine player in, in the world and, and won back. the next three sets. You know, as I was watching the Euro semifinal with Portugal and uh, Wales at the up the Applebee store up, up the up the street, they had different TVs on it. One of the game, one of the, one of the TVs had on Wimbledon. They didn't have that tennis match on, but they had uh, Andy Murray, yeah, and uh, Jay Sanga. Wilfred Sanga. Bro, Jay Wilfred Sanga is like the dark horse of every tournament. That guy is such a scumbag. Like if I draw Jay Wilfred Sanga and I'm one of the top players, Bring like he's lunch. not, like he's never number one, but he's all he'll always, he'll beat anybody in the world any given day. That's so Jay Wilfred Sanga. Was down two two games, two sets to none to Murray. Yep. Wins the next two sets, I think it's and then lost the fifth set. Yeah, blown out the finally. Fifth. But he's never an easy out, bro. Like if I gotta catch Jay Wolf or Sanga early in the tournament, I'm like, this guy. This I don't even scumbag. know who the fuck he is. Bro, he's such a good <laughs> tennis player, but he never he's puts an, it all together. I think an, he has won a, a major, right? Has he? I don't think so. He has never. Bro, he's probably 12. making good money though. At least. He's an athlete. You look at this guy. He's, he's a big guy. He's dude. an athlete. Course, you know, he's he's what? he's got the skills to beat anybody, but he he lacks a little mental. Like he makes unforced errors. He's really. Good though he's, but he doesn't know how to yeah, win. Yeah, the I big get. Games, yeah, he never puts games. it fully together. Yes. But I'm telling you, he'll upset people left and right. He's beaten guys like Federer in the past. Sure. You know, like, like, and he almost came back today to beat Murray. Very I mean, athletic. You know, you're down yeah. two sets to none to Andy Murray. You're thinking like, all right, done. The best player in the world. I'm one of the top two or three for Number sure. Two. Now yeah. I'm done. Now I'm down to nothing. I'm gonna pack it in. No, he, instead he stayed with it and won the next two sets. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the it. kind of opponent he is. He's just never an easy out. That guy. It's crazy. And you know, shout out to Jay Wolf for Sanga, even though he lost today. Shout out to Andy Murray. I like Andy Murray. He's a big, big boxing fan too. Huge boxing fan. Yeah, ever, yeah Murray's a huge boxing fan. Like we should actually English get him dude. on the podcast someday if we could. I mean, well, you got some connections. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really got tennis connections like that. But yeah, Murray, but you got boxing Murray's connections. Big tennis player. Murray's a big Maybe tennis fan. Maybe we could talk from the UK. What do you expect? Maybe yeah. we could talk to all England those, Steve. All those UK fans are great. Maybe England Steve knows him. Why don't you ask your friend Carl Well, easy. Well. I don't. I probably go through England Steve before I get to call for I'll be honest. Yeah. England Steve was a tennis player. Yeah, right, there you go. My friend, we call him England Steve. His name's actually Steve Byrne. But yeah, he's from. We England. gotta get him on the show <laughs> when he comes he? to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. That's our tennis update. For all right. That's about, our tennis update for the day. So, what about the Euro? Speaking of the Euro. Oh, all right. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Pete? I was gonna say how about these fucking cops? <laughs> all right. We're gonna get there in a second. We got whoa, a couple whoa, of rants. Let's go whoa. for the Euro rain first. Okay. European Cup today, semifinals. Portugal beats Wales. The Cinderella story for Wales is over. So all the Cinderella teams are now out. It was a fun run for them. Iceland got the shit beat out of them by France <laughs> the other day. And uh, today Wales succumbed to Portugal, although they didn't have Ramsey playing. Uh, and Aaron Ramsey obviously is, a, is one of their main players between him and Bale. And it was, so it's hard to beat a team like Portugal without one of your top two studs. 
Uh, they tried, but uh, Portugal, two goals in a matter of three minutes from Ronaldo and Nani, their two stars. And Ronaldo uh, set up the, the Nani goal. And, you know, Portugal is, and Portugal is a team that hasn't really played great in this tournament, but sometimes they need a little bit of luck with they've the draw. They've played horrible. And, and somehow they've made the finals. And Italy, who was a team that played a lot better than anybody expected, dude, what the? I'm just gonna go straight. All right, I you know I'm, I'm trying to sugarcoat it. Fuck that, bro. What was up with the penalty shootout? What's up with the with Italy and the penalty shootouts? The what worst, the fuck was the problem? The dude? worst penalty taking team I've ever seen in my in life. my life, dude. In my life. And Germany wasn't any bro, better. <laughs> Germany made they, 21 straight penalty kicks going into that shootout. They missed three out of five penalty kicks. Three out of five, bro. And we still couldn't put them away. And then even like, when that I'm curse was, I was really starting to believe the curse existed. Like right. I was like, "Wow, dude, these guys really can't beat us." When Schweinsteiger missed his penalty kick, That's I it. said, "Wow, these guys really can't beat us." You're supposed they are to really put it cursed. away at that point. They are really cursed. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe, bro. What was Zaza doing? Zaza, what the fuck was he doing? I don't, I don't. I can't even get mad at Conte. Although I disagree with his move to put in Zaza right at the end because he's yeah, totally I, not warmed up and he's coming to a huge moment. You gotta use just to kick a penalty kick. You gotta use his subs a little earlier there, but I guess he was gonna bring him in for Kellini because he didn't want to take out anybody else who might be a shooter. So I guess if you're gonna sub him in for Kellini, you can't. You gotta wait till the last minute. But even Zaza, if you if that's gonna happen, Zaza has to know already. T- Twenty minutes before, that's gonna be that's what's gonna happen. Right, you gotta come in only to shoot, and that's it. Stop, so like, stop start juggling a ball, the fucking start juggling a ball the on the sideline, touch the ball. You know, get get a feel for it. This guy comes in. Bro, NFL, I don't know what. He, does anybody know what he was doing during that run up? No. Does anybody? Can anybody figure out what he was doing during that run up? That is the stupidest way I've doing, ever seen anybody take a penalty kick he, in my life. He was doing. Hot He'll scott. probably never put on the Italy jersey again in his life. He shouldn't even. Be, he shouldn't even put on the Italy jersey for fun, bro. Even for fun. You know, like you put on your jersey for fun sometimes when you get a new one. Like, oh, man, it's the new jersey. Let me put it on and see how it looks. He shouldn't even be allowed to buy the Italy jersey. He shouldn't be ever given the Italy jersey again. But that was horrible, bro. That was horrible. The that worst. was the worst penalty kick I ever saw in my life. And Pele was probably second worst I've ever seen oh in my, my life. God. And they kicked him back to back. Back to back. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Oh, my God, dude. I'm losing oh. my breath. I'm I'm, I'm What? What? What's going on, Seth? What's with that look? I'm just worried about you. What? I'm losing your voice. Don't blow a gasket. Zaza did the hopscotch all the way to the ball and then punted it up. Bele, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But But Benny taunted Neuer too first, and then you kicked that dumbass penalty. He hit it with his bunion or something. Yeah, he hit it with his bunion. He hit it with his big toe or something. I don't know what he did. I don't know what Zaza did either. Is Zaza that run-up? He did the high step. He looked like uh, Deion Sanders when he would used to do the high step when he would uh, score a touchdown. I don't understand, bro. I don't. I really don't understand. Honestly, Bonucci probably had the only legitimate miss Italy had. Like he t- he didn't kick a bad penalty. Also, he had scored one during the game, so it's yeah. always a psychological disadvantage when you've already scored a penalty. You're taking a penalty in a game, and now you got to take it again. You know, you you start to wonder is it, which way is the goalie going to guess I'm going here against a phenomenal goalie. Yeah. So I felt like Bonucci's miss was the only excusable one. Darmian, it's kind of excusable because when you're Darmian, you really don't think you're going to take a penalty. I mean, you're the ninth shooter, right? I mean, you don't think you're actually going to be the eighth shooter. You don't actually think it's ever going to get to you. But then again, I have to mention, Germany's guys, all the late shooters shot their best penalties. You know, Boateng, uh, Kimmich, oh, uh, Hector, they shot it. great penalties, bro. Boateng you know what I'm saying? put that shit like, you know, a, like a spin right in the and side. It was netting. like, I really was waiting for one of them to miss and the game would end. Because they were, you know, at that point it was like sudden death. You know, if we scored, they had to match us every time. And once the five kicks ended. When you get we, a legend like Schweinsteiger to miss, which is so rare, <laughs> and you have their backs against the wall, you got to... Uh-huh. 
you got to put that away. You, you that's right there. When we miss, you know, it, like that a, is such. Like, for a team that showed so much character, and honestly, it's only because of Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte was the coach of the tournament. Just an unbelievable job with a subpar group of talent. I mean, honestly, I didn't think much of this team when we went into this tournament. And honestly, when you saw them in individual moments, like when they had to make a tough pass or when they had to make a panicky move, they always fucked up. I mean, they didn't actually... They were just a group of players who were well-technically put together, well-schemed team, well-schemed. And that was Conte because you'd see them sometimes making a pass out of their own half and they'd kick it right to a Germany defender or right to right. a Germany offensive player. Like, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Germany almost scored before they scored. Right. Uh, Florenzi didn't knock it off the line off of an Italian giveaway, off a stupid giveaway in our own half. So you saw a lack of talent in Italy time and again, even during that game. But Conte had such a well-schooled team, such a, such a good system in play that you know he had these half-assed players, you know, decent defense, and a couple, one or two other good players. But the rest of these guys barely average, and, and he had them playing really well. You know, he had them playing really well. But then when it comes to individualism, and when you're taking penalties, it's all down to the individual. You saw how ballless this team was. I was so mad. How do you show no balls like that? Like, how do you kick penalties so scared? So fucking scared, dude. Get up there and show some balls, bro. Holy shit, dude. I mean... The the Germans were cursed against the Italians. They were trying everything to give us to keep that curse going. Am I wrong? They were trying everything. They were like, you know what? We just can't beat the Italians. We're gonna keep losing. They were to the up Italians. one nothing. They gave a penalty. Boateng hand, handball in the box. I, they were they did everything to keep that curse going, and and we did everything. They just say no, no, we don't want it. No, no, ball. you guys you are gonna guys advance are this time. You guys, you guys are, are doomed to balls. beat us, and you're gonna beat us today because I. I cannot think how much more Germany could have handed us that could have handed us that game on a platter, on a platter. Right. No balls. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I was so mad, so mad because some of those players, man, I felt bad. Like Bazzali was crying after. You know, he played he had a good tournament and he actually made a penalty kick. Buffon, you know, Buffon. Buffon had a great tournament. Uh, had a great tournament. You know, shit, dude. It's just oh my god. I'm I'm still so mad just talking about it because. And now we're watching Portugal and Wales, and one of them had to go to the finals. Like, it's, it's just so mad. We could have won this tournament, dude. We could have won this tournament if had we gotten by, by that team. So unbelievably mad. Anyway, so Germany plays France tomorrow, you know, and uh, just like it, Germany was jinxed against us uh, for so many years, France is basically jinxed against Germany, honestly. They, they literally never beat Germany in a tournament ever. I don't think it's the same thing as, as us against uh, us. I don't like Germany the host nation, though. Yeah, so I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Germany eliminated because I'm kind of sick of them. Right. But honestly, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Germany handled France pretty easily even as recently as two years ago in the World Cup. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see France win tomorrow. I'd set up a France uh, versus Portugal final, but I got a feeling... Germany's probably going to beat them and uh, go to the final. Probably won the final still. Cristiano Ronaldo's goal uh, today put him tied with Michel Platini for most goals in Europe. All time, except there's one big difference. Ronaldo did it in four Euros. Platini did it in one. (laughs) It's a big difference. Yeah, I guess you could say that's a big difference. And especially in this Euro, there's 24 teams, so you get get more games too. Why did Platini only play in one Euro? Uh, I don't know. The European Cup was much smaller back then, so less teams qualified. So it was wow. really, really difficult to qualify. That's impressive. It was very difficult to qualify for the European Cup back so then. So he had nine goals in one tournament. In the 84 Euro, which is also hosted by France, and France won it in 1984, Michel Platini scored nine goals. Wow. I mean, he scored, He went rampant. He went crazy. He actually you know, solidified him as a star because France, that, that France team never won a World Cup. So right. they're... 
their saving grace is that they won the European Cup with that generation because that was an excellent generation of French players, but they were never able to win a World Cup. They, they unfortunately lost two semifinals in a row to Germany in both 1982 and 1986 in the World Cup. So uh, as we said, I mean, they have a German curse. So they're, they're up against Germany now in this 2016 Euro Cup. They lost to Germany in 2014 World Cup. They just don't beat Germany. It's just weird, you know. But Germany used to never beat Italy, and they, they're here after beating Italy. So we'll see if France can uh, upstage and uh, yet another curse like Germany was able to do against uh, Italy, you know. And that's that. So, okay, so now we're going to get to the political rant. And this is a little bit weird political because... Hey, can we, before we go political... Right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Seth? I know everybody's talked about it to death. What, what are your guys' uh, feelings about Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors? Um, I just feel like it's a different generation of basketball. Guys just team up now. It's yeah. weird, you know? I, I liked it back in the day more where the guys would go at each other. Like, like Barkley <laughs> said, I wanted to beat Michael yeah. Jordan. I yeah, play yeah, and him. Michael Jordan said that back in the day, too. You know, they, when he, LeBron went to Miami, he said, I, I could never picture calling you know Larry what's weird? Magic. I wanted to beat those guys. You know? <clears throat> you know what's weird to me is... It becomes like a three-team league this way. I don't like it. What's you know, weird? I, I like the parody of building a team around the superstar and then, you know... They're two superstars in the city. You grow to love your team more. Trust me, when you see your team built from scratch like that, you know you grow to love your team more. You, you can't just buy championships; it's just not as fun. I don't know. All Go right, ahead. but how does how does the NBA step in in situations where they wanted Chris Paul in a certain team and they blocked the trade that right. was going to happen? I remember remember that. that, right? Yeah. But you allow this trade to go. through? It's not a trade; it's free agency. You can't stop I guess, free agency. I guess that's what it and is. And the weird thing is, though, I answered my own question. His OKC you it for team me. was up three one on Golden State, and then Kevin's the one who lost it for him. Well, and you know, these guys recruited him for for a long time, for years. They've been recruiting him. That's what I found out after the fact. Well, you know what it is too. I think there's and OKC's got a good young team. Well, I think there's a locker room beef there. That you think him and Russell? Oh, Russell's just I I think is uh, a little bit too much of an ego guy. I mean, he's phenomenal, but hmm. I think it's. If there have been rumors for years that they haven't got along, but I think they've grown up. They were very young. They yeah, played yeah, together, yeah. So I think they've grown up. Yeah, but, it's a shame um, though. I would have liked to see that OKC but, team get a championship. Out right. Of this, you know, and it's weird to go. That's the old Seattle SuperSonics. Yeah, bro. they were always fun to I watch. I used to go to so, SuperSonics games. Yeah. I just, used to live there. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing in Seattle, bro? I was working for Starbucks. What? I don't yeah. That's where the first Starbucks opened, no? That's where the headquarters is. Yeah, the oh. first one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were actually making coffees. Right? No, I wasn't making oh, coffees. Oh, okay. I was no, going to say, get no. me a fucking venti. I don't, I don't no, shine I'm shoes honestly, no more. You remember the old Seattle Supersonics? They were always uh, fun to watch. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. Ray Dallas. Dallas yeah, boom, Gary Jinx. Payton. Yeah. Boom. Gary yeah. Payton, the glove. The yeah, glove. No, no, they were always fun to watch, bro. Yeah. I, uh, and Speaking so, like, of which, OKC when I was coming up in here. That same, in that same. Uh, Speaking of which, I was coming up here in the building. I was about to go to your elevator, and I saw Stefan Marbury. Did you? Starberry? Yeah. You tell him what his problem was with the with the tweet about uh <laughs> with the tweet about Jeremy Lin coming to Brooklyn? Why why the hate? I don't understand. No, no, I didn't. I don't understand. So the Nets got Jeremy Lin and he says, nah, that's only uh that they only got he tweets out they only did it because they're trying to corner the Asian market. Maybe they are trying to corner the Asian market. He's First jealous. of all, Jer I like Jeremy Lin as a player. He's not a gr the greatest player, but he's a pretty good player. Solid. And Lin's sanity was a big hit in New York. So yeah, you might corner the Asian market. So it's a Where's business move too, of balls? course. But then where yeah. do you get your balls big enough? Like, what yeah, if what let's, if what let's if, put the double what standard if, what in if, play? What if what if the Knicks fucking go and sign uh who's a big hip hop guy? Who's a who's a who's a big hip hop guy? Drake. No, but I'm saying like 
I don't know what you're getting. I, I don't what know. I was going to say no. was a double standard. If Jeremy Lin said, oh, they only got this black guy to go to Brooklyn because Brooklyn they, is, they, has a lot of black people. No, or they want, uh, you know, they, just, or they want a corner of the hip-hop right, market. He's just, jealous. He's jealous. I understand, but you can't say that. You can't say that. He can. He's Starberry. He can say whatever he wants. No, he can because he's black. Yes. Right. Marbury's from Brooklyn, and we got love for him. And I, and I, I saw his story on HBO uh, Real Sports when you know they got, he got treated great in China. I'm happy for him. But that was a bit low. That was a, that was a bit uncalled for. Because again, if you if your shoes on the other foot and you say that about a black player, um, you know, like if the New York Rangers hockey team signs BK Subban or something, PK Subban or something, yeah, you know, like uh, oh, they're just trying to corner the hip hop market in 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 the NHL or something. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, you you can't just say that, dude. You know what I'm saying? You can't say things like that anymore. You know, and because if you say it about one uh, one kind of one uh, group political of people, correctness, one group of people, then you then it's gotta be open to everybody, every group of people. You can't get mad when it's about your group of people. You know what I'm saying? Either you open it all up or you close it all up. You can't go you can't go half ass anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, political correctness should be for everyone. It yeah. shouldn't be for you. Know, or just no half political correctness. Right, I like that too. Right. I like when people just speak their mind. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I prefer that. You know, doesn't mean that, that, that they don't dislike a certain group of people. Just you know, speaking speaking your of mind. speaking the our minds, diversity is part of the of, of the flavor of life. And he had a good year last year, for sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a solid year. Oh, bro, money's crazy right now. With I'm going to buy a Jeremy Lin jersey. I Why don't not? care what anybody says. I'm like, buying a Jeremy Lin jersey. Brooke, I'm a, I'm a Nets fan. I'm buying the Lin jersey. You, you guys could buy the uh, Joachim Noah and Derrick Rose jersey. I'm buying. I'm buying a Jeremy Lin. Jersey. I'm getting the I Chinese Marbury jersey. I'm going to get. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I would get right that. Now. That's probably a pretty cool collector's item. I'll get I already that. have my mellow jersey. Thank you. Do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't you buy another one and burn them both? Oh, my God. That was so hilarious. (laughs) Anyway. So we're gonna go into the politics, guy. What, yeah. What's going on over here? Why don't you walk us into this? Take us because this is this is like walking on eggshells, but it's not. All right. So first off, what you want to talk politics? Or you want to talk police? Police politics. Okay. Well, you that, know what? Let me start out. it because you were a little yeah, slow. Yeah. Okay. No, go check ahead. that out. Huh? So nice one. It's yeah. like Marbury picture. Marbury All right. So here's Beijing, the thing. Jersey. Here's the thing about here's the thing about um about the this whole police situation. You know. Some of these things I've agreed with. Some of these things I dis- I've disagreed with. You know, like I was skeptical of the whole Trayvon Martin thing because I, although that guy was Zimmerman was weird and he's clearly a weirdo and, and, and something's not normal about him. There was a lot of evidence that Trayvon Martin, Martin was actually attacking him. You know, like the guy wasn't a cop though. Physically just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't a cop, a cop of course. So. Phil Boy, he was physically beating the shit out of him. Uh, out of uh, uh, and then the fact that they couldn't find any any pictures of Trayvon Martin past eleven years old was a little bit weird to me too. Like, <clears throat> really, the only time this kid looks innocent is when he was ten years old. I, I, and he was eighteen when he died or something. Right. So I, 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 it was a little bit weird to me. But it, so I try to use common sense and 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 my own discrepancy as best I can. You know. And I was gonna actually, I was actually gonna come in this show, and I was actually gonna praise a lot of the police. And I, they still some, you know, the good ones still deserve praise. But I was actually gonna have a show where I want to praise the police because Monday Fourth of July, I actually went to uh, the South Brooklyn Promenade, Brooklyn Brooklyn uh, Bridge Park over there, and it's like you know it's a great place to view the the, head, the fireworks and all that stuff. And uh, they have a park over there, and people picnic out there. They have drinks. It's really nice. It's cool. So, for Fourth of July, I went over there, um, and uh, you know there was a high police presence over there. You couldn't walk into certain places without you know women having their purses checked, or you know you going through. You know the, they'd stop you and frisk you and whatnot. And you know, and and I, it wasn't annoying at all because you realize these guys are here considering what's been going on in the world. You know, and I, and I remember I told a couple of them I was like, hey man, no, don't worry, because they were like, hey, sorry man, we gotta. Stop you and I say, hey man, don't worry, man. It's all love. I said, you know, we appreciate you. You know, I actually right. want to let them know that because they're hot, they're out there on a hottest balls day, 
they can enjoy the July 4th barbecue like everybody else. They can enjoy the fireworks like everybody else. You know, they've got to work. They got to work in that hot ass uniform that that's sweating their balls off and they got to to protect us, you know? So I wanted to let a couple of them know, you know, hey man, we appreciate you and that's all love. Don't worry about it, you know? And I was going to talk more about that. But then the last couple of days you have the problem that we always have. The last couple of days, I've seen two stories come out. One more disturbing than the other. So the first one is a road rage incident. You saw, you heard about that one, Pete? Of course. In, in New York, a a guy gets a, a a guy gets out of his car in a road rage incident on Fourth of July at night after a day of picnicking or whatnot or backyard barbecues. Another guy cuts him off. The guy that cuts him off or supposedly whatever it was, the disagreement. Off-duty cop. It's an off-duty cop. So they obviously have words. The story the cops go by is that the other guy gets out of his car, goes up to the off-duty cop's car, because he got, felt that he got cut off, goes to his open window and starts punching him repeatedly, and the off-duty cop takes his gun and shoots him and kills him. Now, that story doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. Okay. If there's a street disagreement, Two things are gonna happen. One, if there's a, if you guys are doing the pulling over thing, you're both pulling over. You're not one pulling over, one not obviously. So to, for you to pull over and then walk to the other guy's car, that means he pulled over as well, okay? Because he you can you have the option to drive away if you don't feel like pulling over and getting into the altercation. Granted, it'll mean you have no balls, but having balls isn't for every guy. So they both pulled over obviously for the one guy to get out of his car and walk over to the other car. But here's the thing. You don't pull over and stay in your car. If you pull over, you either pull over and get out, or you pull over, or you don't pull over. You don't pull over. You don't, you don't pull over. You don't pull over, stay in your car with the window open, and let the guy punch you in the face. He was baiting him. Even, no, no, fuck baiting him, bro. You got to read between the lines here. This wasn't even, the whole story's bullshit is what I'm saying. The guy didn't pull over and stay in his car. He got out of his car and shot him, bro. No, nobody's gonna fucking pull over, leave their window open, and wait for you to get there so you can punch him in the face. First of all, if I'm pulled over and the guy's walking in my car, I'm gonna get out of my car so so that he, you know, so I can meet him instead of staying inside my car with the window. Or if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna get out of the car and my car is stopped, I'm gonna put the window up so he doesn't start punching me in the face. You don't leave the window open, stay in your car, wait till he gets there because then you're at a total disadvantage. Nobody does that. Okay, so if you guys are gonna pull over, you either fully get out of the car or you leave. You don't pull over. And then intend not to get out of the car, and then also leave your window down so the guy can hit you. you no, nobody does that. The common sense, nobody does that. Well, common sense, sure, but uh, no. So common sense means that story's bullshit. Nobody does that. I understand. The guy, but the guy who got, got out of shot, his own car, the when guy he shot who him. got shot, was with his wife and kids. Yes. So wouldn't the wife say that both guys got out of the car? Right. Yeah, somebody said they guy got out of his car. Oh, yeah, did yeah. They? there is a yeah. Oh, okay. That's the cop story. No, that's not the only story, Joe. Yeah, There's no, no, no story. I, I wanted to get it what straight. I'm saying is, this is the problem. Cops fuck up and they make up their own story. Yeah, this is my of problem course, with this whole course. shit. They cover themselves. They cover their own asses. Here's the issue when cops cover their own asses. All the cops that actually do their job correctly, go to work every day, try to protect and serve correctly, you're fucking up by covering up for these jerk offs. Because when you cover up for these jerk offs, in the end, all of you as a whole go down. 
And if all of you as a whole go down, now nobody trusts you at all as a whole. So now everybody's skeptical of all of you as a whole, and everybody gets a bad name as a whole, and it becomes harder to do your job that you do correctly as a whole. You cannot cover up for scumbag cops, even if you're a cop. I get the whole code of blue thing, but they will make your job much more difficult for you who's trying to do a job to protect and serve correctly as a cop. Because let's face it, most cops are not scumbags like that. Yeah, and it also tarnishes you as a character if you if you're sitting there hiding shit. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Listen, bro. I'm gonna. I, I've gone into my stories in the past. I get. Why don't we get into the story? This almost happened. Literally, this story, Seth, almost happened to me. Legitimately, almost the exact same thing about a year ago. Well, that's what I thought about when I yeah. heard the story. I thought about that the same thing. That could happen to you any given day. This <laughs> almost happened, the exact same thing almost happened to me a year ago. And I'm going to go into the story. Last year, I was trying to get to the bank before it closed. It was, it was nighttime. It was almost 6 o'clock. So I had to get to the bank before it closed because I was buying a, a house. And I had to put my... Uh, deposit in so that it would take it off the market before the weekend came because I didn't want to leave it on the market in case other offers came in you know so I had to get my deposit in a small deposit I had to wire it through the bank and the bank the the all, the the house would be taken off the market and it would we would commence closing negotiations so it was like 10 minutes to six I mean the bank was almost closing and I was running late I'm flying through uh, yellow lights almost turning red stop signs whatever I'm like 10 blocks away I'm with the, my manager in the car I've just got to get to the bank and get this wire out you know so I get to a double stop sign four way stop sign you know there's a stop sign for my which way I'm going to the stop sign for the cars the other guy and I get to the four way stop sign it means everybody's supposed to stop so I see another car approaching it's a, it's a truck it's a Chevy Yukon and it's going through the four-way stop sign as I'm going through the four-way stop sign. So I'm telling myself, he's probably going to stop because he's at a stop sign. I'm just going to kind of do the roll-through thing. It's not right, but I'm in a rush. If I go through the roll-through thing, he's going to wait for me because he's also got to stop anyway. Instead of us both stopping, and then he's going to go, and then I got to go. I'm trying to save every second I can. Listen, it, I wasn't driving correctly, but, you know, you, you, you roll, I did the roll-through thing. The thing was, he was thinking to do the roll-through thing as well. So now, I don't know if he was in a rush or what his deal was. He goes and does the roll-through thing. So we both kind of do the roll-through thing. I finally realized, all right, he's in the more main street, so he should go through. So I stop partially in the intersection to let him continue to roll through and go through. I don't care that he went through instead of me. I don't care at all. You know, like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I just want him to go through so I can keep going and get to the bank. This guy stops in the middle of the intersection to grill me. Grill me, for all the UK fans, means, like, to give me, like, an ice look, like a dirty look. Stare. And he stops the car. So I'm looking at him for a second, and then I give him a motion with my hand, like, get the fuck out of the way. I got to go. And he stays there grilling me again. He continues. So I roll down my window, and I yell now, if you don't get the fuck out of my way, I'm going to come over there and beat the shit out of you. Because now if you're going to make me late for this, I'm going to get my hand, I'm gonna get my frustration out on somebody. Right. And this guy was about to make me late. So he stays there for another second. I flip out. And then he finally goes through the intersection. But what does he do? He goes through the intersection, and he pulls over. He pulls over. Now, that's the universal sign for we're fighting. I mean, anybody who's been in a little street Yeah, but agency. you had an open lane for the bank, Paulie. Yes, you I know. You to the bank. But at that point, once you challenge my manhood like that. Yeah, we know so you're a man. So I'm partially in the intersection. Now, I've got to go through my intersection because he's gone through and he's pulled over. So I go through mine and I pull over. Okay, so now we've both gone through the intersections and we've both pulled over. 
I get out of my car. I start walking towards him. This was about, I remember it was the day of the boxing writer's dinner. So I was going, I remember I was going to shoot this wire and then I was going to head to the boxing writer's dinner last year in New York. And I get out of the car. It was like springtime. It was like maybe early May. It was like sometime. It was like I had a spring jacket on. And I, as I'm, I'm walking toward, he's not getting out of his car, but I don't realize it. Like he's pulled over. So I get out of my car and I start taking my jacket off, yelling as I'm walking towards that car. I'm yelling like I, I, I was so livid. I was gonna, I was gonna pull a postal on this guy. I get to the double yellow line in the middle of the street. You know, like my car's here, here, my yeah. his car's here. I get to the double yellow line and I realize my jacket's off at this point. I've been yelling like I'm lunatic. I realize he's still not out of his car. Now, luckily this is last year, not ten years ago. Because ten years ago I probably have an even shorter fuse. I would even shorter fuse. <clears throat> I get to that point and I start realizing this guy's still not out of his car. Now, 10 years ago, I might have gone all the way to the car, opened the door and dragged him out. Because at that point, but because I'm a little older, I get to that part of the street and I, I, as I'm still yelling and then I stop myself and I say, this pussy's not even going to get out of this car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not get to, my, to the bank and this guy's going to lock himself in that car and I'm not going to be able to beat the shit out of this guy. Like, I'm just, I'm going to pull over for no reason. So I turn, I start turning around as I'm yelling. I was like, you're a pussy, bro. I was like, you pull over for nothing. As I turn around, I start walking back. I'm looking back towards him. He cracks his car door open and he's got a walkie-talkie in his hands. And obviously he's calling for backup. He's getting my license plate number. I don't know what he's doing. But that tells me he's a cop. You understand me? That lets me know he's a cop. So I yeah, see that he's a cop, but I'm walking back towards my car. Now, that's it. at this point, he's a cop, so I'm really not going to do anything. But I'm still walking back towards my car, and I'm cursing him out. I'm like, you're a pussy, you're a cop, all this shit. And after all this, you're a cop, you pussy, this and that. So I get in the car, I drive away. I call one of my police friends, because now, obviously, I, he probably spit my, walkie, my, my, uh, my license plate number into the walkie-talkie. I'm going to have like a... a Car, police car searching for me I don't want to get arrested so I called my friend up and I told him what happened and so you know he tries to look into it and whatnot. and he calls me back and says this guy was trying to railroad me he hit me up with terrorist threats uh, uh, reckless driving all this stuff he was you know he put me a, a warrant out for me you know so my friend had to really talk to him my police friend and you know he said this guy was a real dick the whole time but you know he had to talk to him as a police officer my friend actually put his uniform on and drove to his precinct as a policeman, so they showed him like, hey man, listen, I'm a police officer, you're a police officer, let's let's talk this out the right way. He actually tells my friend, what, you wanna fight now? Like, what are you, such a jerk off, like this is a police, this is a policeman, this is a person that's hired for police. You understand what the jerk off level we're dealing with here? Now, after all this, I think to myself, this was last year, if I would've went all the way to that guy's car, and I would've opened yeah. that door, I would've been shot. I would've been shot, I would've been killed, and he would have got away with it scot-free, bro. He yep. would have got away with it scot-free. So I thought about this le yes, uh, the other day when this happened to uh, the other gentleman uh, in New York here with uh, the same kind of thing where road rage, you get out of your car. Witnesses say they both got out of the car. And clearly, probably tells you so because even if you're going to pull over and not, and not come out like the cop did in my case, you're going to have your window up. You're not going to come out. You know what I'm saying? I mean... He was probably waiting for me to get to the door and then probably he was going to shoot me. Like, it's so weird. Like, it's so weird to talk about it, but it, it's clearly what his intention was. And being that I didn't do that, I didn't walk all the way to the car, now he got stuck. He got stuck. Like, I pulled over and now I can't shoot this guy. Now, what do I do? So he opened his door to show me the walkie-talkie in his hand. So that was his way of showing me he's going to scare me. I think you're Total right. pussy. Because you either play the cop role or you play the tough guy role. You can't be both. You can't be a cop and then want to play street tough guy either. You either one or the other. You, you, for me, he played the complete 
pussy roll because he could have came out of his car and fought me one-on-one -on -one and he didn't have to ever have to show me a badge. We could have both went our separate ways after I beat the shit out of him all over 17th Avenue in Brooklyn. He could have went his separate way and that's it. Nobody would have known anything. But he had, a, he had to do the cop thing when it was convenient for him and not when it was the right thing to do. That's my problem. And that was the problem I had with the thing with the, with the, with the guy in New York the other day who ended up getting shot by this off-duty cop. He got shot and he was killed, bro. In killed. front of his wife In and front kids. of his wife and kids, yeah. this guy shot and killed this man. There's a lot, okay? there's a lot going on here. Go ahead. First of all, did you make it to the bank? I did make it to the bank, yeah. Right, I, I, I made my points. I made it to the bank, yeah. And I even good. made the Boxing Writers dinner that night, too, yeah. This guy who got shot, he's got three kids in the car. He had a few drinks uh, at the barbecue, it's saying here. I have kids. I get angry on the road like everybody else. If I got kids in the car, I'm not getting out. I'm yeah. not putting them in danger. And that's danger. another thing, too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's another thing, too. I get you. But also, on the flip yeah. side, I've gotten into road rage incidents with people with kids in the car, and I stop on I, Instantaneously, I stop. If right. I see kids in your car, you might be the biggest jerk-off ever. Right. I stop yelling at you. I will let you, I will let you slide. I've had people with kids in their car yell shit at me. I'll say something back, and, I, and that's where it'll die, right there. I won't say anything else back. There's nothing else I can do. I'm not going to go fuck you up in front of your kids. I'm not going to let you fight in front of your kids. Those kids don't have a right. Those kids don't, those kids don't have a right to be put a part of that. You know what I'm saying? So even, okay, say the guy, okay, he shouldn't have got out of with his kids in the car. I'm I not, totally agree he, shouldn't have got, he should not have got out of the car with his kids in the car. Right. But this jerk-off, off-duty cop, what is he doing continuing this altercation when you've seen kids in the right. car too? You represent like, the, the You piece of shit. The cops. This is a piece of shit well, human well, being is my problem. When they have a gun, you know, it doesn't matter how big and tough this you are. This is my problem. This they're is not a very, scared because right. they have a gun. Sure. And there's no this repercussions. This is a very professional job. Being a policeman is a hey, very professional you're job. You're supposed to be to represent the community. Like, not be a man. that you have to have Walk a away. more difficult way of hiring. You have to pay them. You have to hire less cops and pay them more money. That's it. Because mm -hmm. this is a very professional job that should only be hiring professionals. You can't hire every Tom, Dick, and Harry who wants to be a cop because the majority of them are jerk offs with no same. balls who just want to fucking shoot people. Big, you big, can't big do shots. that. When and there's so many good cops out there, bro. Yeah. There's cops who are professional. They they, they they honor the badge. They go out there protect and serve. These assholes are making it harder for the cops that want to do their job correctly because yeah. now even the cop that wants to do his job correctly, he's going to get looked at suspiciously. You, you, it, it's just it's human nature. You know what I'm saying? It's human nature. And, and, and that's the shame. It's like, it's like the same thing with ISIS terrorists where people get mad. Now, you know, people look at all Muslims skeptically now because of ISIS terrorists. It's human nature. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But that's what, the, what these scumbag asshole cops are doing now. They're making the, the good cops now also be looked at skeptically and that's so difficult because it's already a very difficult job to handle being a cop in the inner city like this All right, can we mention can we talk about your thing too I'm not I'm not even being a ball buster but no go ahead you can't be doing road rage, dude. You, this is a year ago, Seth. I'm much calmer now. You had this shit a couple weeks ago. What are you talking about with the truck guy? What happened? You, a couple weeks you ago? got out of the car and you fucking yelling at the guy driving the truck. You were late to the podcast. You yeah, can't do it probably that, happens dude. You're, you can't. While, yeah. You're not in your twenties anymore. You can't you be also, doing this. Wait, you also can't throw boogers in Seth's files either. Yeah, I missed that. You I missed. Throw, I was throwing it in the garbage. I don't you, you, this, you're a professional fighter. This is like fighter. an intervention now. You're 35 years old. You can't be doing that. You gotta drive totally away. Be the, you be the bigger man. You gotta like, but you gotta bite it down. How's he gonna be the bigger man? He's five seven. <laughs> yeah, mentally, yeah, he mentally. Right, 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 right. I mean, not literally, figuratively. You have nothing to prove. 
to, to any, not, any guy I, rolling not, through a fucking stop sign. I'm Who not gives trying a fuck? to. In that moment, I'm not trying to prove anything. You're angry. I, I, you I, are. I, you I, said he's questioning your manhood. Yeah, but in that moment, I'm thinking this person didn't catch enough beatings in their life. Somebody's got to yeah. give them a beating uh, you, to straighten them out. You don't have to be the beat Because I caught plenty of beatings from my parents, my grandparents. Like, I caught plenty of beatings that straightened me out. You All know right. what I'm saying? Like, so you have kids and they like, need a beating. I caught plenty of beatings in the boxing ring, too. Boxing straightened me out. Sometimes people just didn't catch enough beans in their life. That's the problem. I, I, I will stand by that, bro. I will stand up. There's a place for that in life. That's not going to work in court, dude. Right, well, let's, let's that's get not going to work in court. Let's get to the next one, though. Yeah, let's because get to he's another fucking him. problem. He, no, no. You don't even care about him. He's supposed <laughs> to be your best friend. <laughs> Go ahead. You sit there. I want to talk about Sterling. So then, uh, the next one, this guy, Sterling, this guy Sterling. What's right? wrong with Sterling? you? Alton Sterling. Sterling. Alton Sterling. This was just. Bouton, at, this is actually uh, scary. Baton Rouge, Florida. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Yeah, Louisiana. Baton, yeah, that's like the hair. Yeah, Baton Louisiana, Rouge. dude. Baton, yeah, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, no, Baton Rouge, yeah, Florida. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The other Baton Rouge in Louisiana. Right, right, that right. one, yeah. yeah. Right, it's in Louisiana. So, yeah. Yeah, you showed me that video, man. That was actually scary. That is actually like cold blooded murder. I mean, people, I had somebody on Twitter. I think this guy's like an ex cop. He's telling me, he's arguing with me this morning. Hey, you didn't see the whole thing. You don't know the whole thing. Listen, buddy. I don't have to see the whole thing. Common, there's enough common sense and put together with that video to show me that's a crime, dude. That's a full, that's a cold-blooded crime. Okay, that guy, that that was like it reminded me of like Eric Garner to a degree, where Eric Garner yep. was in the wrong. Yeah, they told him, okay, he's going to get arrested. Eric Garner was just frustrated. You know, he was going to have to pay a fine. He's got six kids at home. He wasn't attacking anyone. Nobody's looking to it. The whole cops felt threatened bullshit. At a, it, most of the time, is getting old now because. Nobody wants to add 10, 15 years to their jail sentence because they assaulted the cop or they, 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 they went at the cop with deadly force. Like, because that's a hefty, hefty jail sentence but to attack or see, kill a cop. See, there's a lot of gray area there. No, there isn't a gray area, there bro. Is. Most there guys is. are not going to shoot a cop yeah. or try to hit a cop. Cops bro. get shot. When they know it's a cop. When they know it's a cop. But these, like sure. are, these are big, fat guys. I mean, just, you know. They, and not, even in the, in the Alton, uh, uh, what is it? Alton Sterling, Sterling case. Yeah. Alton Sterling case. They physically assault him. They probably told him to get down. And you can tell they told him to get down. He didn't get down. But he's not like being physical. He's got the gun in his pocket. In a, in a state where you're allowed to carry the gun, by the way. He's got the gun in his pocket. Instead of physically attacking him, put the gun, point the gun towards him and tell him to get down. He'll get down. Now he's got the gun pointed towards Tackling him. Tackling him. Nobody, like, nobody pointed a gun at him. Did they teach Ocean him? didn't have his gun out either. So nobody points any guns at anybody. Right. These guys decided they're just going to wrestle him down. So they and just that's physically the whole thing. Him. The video shows that his gun wasn't out. He didn't yeah. have a gun. Did they Nobody's gun is out. They can, you know, they're allowed to pull their gun out and tell him, listen, get the fuck down. Absolutely. Put your hands behind your head. We're gonna cuff you. That, you know, Absolutely. you're allowed to do that too, without shooting. And nobody has to get shot. Because if you put a gun to it, if you put a gun to the guy's face, he's gonna get down on his knees and he's gonna put his hands behind his head. It's pretty simple. You know what I'm saying? You can cuff him, you can do whatever you want. Nobody pulls out any guns. They physically attack this guy. They physically attack this guy, roll all over the place with him. You can clearly tell in the video the guy's not resisting. Okay, I don't give a shit what you tell me. The guy's not resisting. Okay, he's taken by surprise that the cop like speared him. Well, he so is taken by surprise. Ridiculous. He get, they they bring him down, and they bring him down. They're holding him physically, holding him. One guy's got his his, his forearm and his neck. All right, dude, the guy's down. You can cuff him. You can do anything. I had the guy on Twitter telling me, yo, you don't know where his other hand is going if it's going for the gun. Listen, bro. There's the guy's guys. getting arrested for selling <laughs> CDs. He doesn't want to He want to shoot any cops and add 15 years to a fucking fine sentence. To a sentence that's not even going to jail. He's going to get a fine. Okay? He's not going to pull out his gun and start shooting cops and add 15 years to a, a jail sentence that was no jail. Okay? Or you life. <laughs> so, yeah, or life. So don't tell me, oh, you don't know what he's going to do with his other, his other hand. He was reaching for the gun. This wasn't a, a, a cold-blooded criminal. This is a petty petty little criminal. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to shoot the cop. So common sense again. Okay? You, you look, if you're looking to 
If you're looking to make shit up to to that's what to, they do. to defend these people, you can go make shit. And and, and bro, me and Peter conservatives, bro. But I'm I'm for what's right. I, I, I'm, I'm from conservative Conservatives usually defend cops But I'm also for what's right bro I'll defend cops And they need to be defended This case they need to be Indicted Fuck defended Okay right. I'm for what's right Over anything else Okay This guy is down He's subdued There's nothing going on The cop pulls out his gun Pulls out his gun Now if you're still mad at him His head is right on Right by your forearm You got your forearm in his neck If you're still mad at him it's not right, but you can even pistol whip him in that moment. Yeah, you got your couple, gun out. Get your you couple can hit of cheap shots in. You want to get your cheap? You can even pistol whip him in that moment because you got his head right on the floor. Instead, he takes the gun out. You know his head's there, so you don't want to shoot him in the head because that's going to look too obvious that you murdered him, right? So they shoot him in his body. Unbelievable. It, six it's times? Sick. sick, sick, sick. Six times, dude. You look at him, make sure he's dead. Six times. Right. Sick. One shot would have probably made him like you know if he was resisting. Bro, you at all. deserve to be in a maximum security jail your entire fucking life. Yeah, and Smarter. get ass raped every day. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Like that was so. I think every day is a little excessive. Every day, fuck that, bro. That was unbelievable. I couldn't believe Sunday what I saw there. I couldn't yeah. believe what I saw there. These are people that the community has to trust with their lives. No, protecting, bro. I want to see if you have those kind of balls when you're going at, when you have to go into the house to go get the Stone Cold Hitman, okay? I want to see if you have those kind of balls. You have, you clearly had balls with the CD fucking, uh, the guy who sells peddler. CDs on the corner. The CD you know what I mean? Peddler. You had all the big, you had big balls there. That's it. You want to have big balls. I want to see how big your balls are when you got to go into the gang territory and take those guys down, okay? When they're armed with machine guns. I want to see how big your balls, because that's the problem. These are guys with no balls trying to make their bones with these little petty, sh this little petty shit and they're going to murder somebody innocent. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Alton Sterling is a fucking saint, okay? Clearly, he's not a saint. He had some, oh, he some priors, him. all this shit. But Alton Sterling didn't deserve to die. Right. Not even close. And he, and, and he didn't deserve to die that night. He didn't do anything to deserve to die that particular moment either. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. In that particular moment, you have him subdued. Take him the fuck to the precinct and do whatever you have to do. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It is unbelievable. I, 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 I'm, I'm still startled by that video. It's crazy. Because no, these are people you trust. In the community. And again, and I will reiterate again, we are conservatives on this show. We are totally conservative. We're anti-Hillary Clinton. We're for Donald Trump. But this shit was unbelievable. This shit was straight unbelievable. That's a stuggery. This was fucking murder. murder. Cold-blooded murder. He shot him six times. Dude. I can't get over it six fucking times. I'm losing my breath. I'm sweating over here. Oh, and, and about the conveniently, conveniently, the officers... <clears throat> had that camera that they said every they want every officer to wear, and then conveniently that fell off. That fell off. But they went and got the surveillance tape from in front from of the, the store, store the that, that, they, that this all happened in front of, and they confiscated it, bro. And you know how cops are, bro. If they're innocent, they'll put the video out right away. Oh, that video would be all over television right away. They will be hailed as heroes. They stopped the guy who was a gunman. If that guy had his gun out and they had to shoot him, shoot him down somehow, they would have been hailed as heroes. That, that video would be all over television. So don't give me the bullshit about they had to confiscate it for evidence <laughs> because you know that video has been destroyed and we will never see it. But luckily, luckily there were people in the car recording it on the cell phone and that video we will see we have seen because the surveillance video we will never see they have already destroyed that for sure I am sure of it just wonder what goes through the minds of these fucking cops like what are you fucking they have thinking? no balls bro but what are you no, no balls you're committing murder like what are you thinking I can see being a, acting like a tough no. guy because you're a cop whoop de doo no no no, 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 but, no, no, no. Because here's the thing when you again when you want to be a criminal and you want to be a stone cold killer you do it 
in the crime sense of the word. You know, like hitmen, mafia hitmen, gangster hitmen, those are stone cold killers with balls because they have to go and they have to kill people who might kill them back. Who are profe- They are professional killers who have to go and kill other professional killers. That's a guy that... T- it's criminal, but it's ballsy. Okay, yeah, it's about, balls. Is it, when you the, do that, what the cop did to Alton Sterling, is it, that is, you wish you could have the balls to be the killer, but you don't have any balls. Are they racist? So instead, is that what it is? And that's the thing. People are going to call it a race thing. Do you see? I, I give you the example happened to me. I'm white. The cop was white right. with me last year. You know what I'm saying? I, here's the thing that I find. That's the I don't sad find part. It, I don't find it right. a racist thing, but I will say this. In all my years that I've been dealing with p- p- policemen that are being pulled over in the, sh- in the street and whatever, even though times I've had altercations, I have found this. I have found white cops are bigger dickheads. I, I have found this. And I'm white as well. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy as well. I have found white cops to be more jerk-offs for the most part than, than minority cops. You know, Minority cops uh, have, tend to be a bit more understanding. They tend to be a bit cooler. Okay. In my experience, not to say all white cops that I've dealt with were assholes, because that wouldn't be true. Because the majority of cops in general I've dealt with are, are cool, professional people. But the times I've dealt with dickheads, I'd say almost all the time, if not all the time, they were white cops. So, and, and I'm a white guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if it's the way these people are raised in this insecure fashion, weird world that they have or whatnot. I don't know. And that's not to say that minority cops aren't dickheads too, because I'm sure some of them are. But I'm saying percentage-wise, I do notice... White cops are just total dicks for the most part. Uh, more so are the majority of the dickheads cops of the dickhead percentage of the cops than there are any other anything else. And there's that's a, um, there's a couple things, man. And that's um, and that's even coming from a white guy who's right. dealt with you know cops left and right. You know, the well, sad part is is that you know it's so hard to just say oh it's because he was black because then what happens oh, it's is it's easy to say that's the problem because now no, they no. scapegoat it that way and you get Black Lives Matter listen, and you lose the point you miss the point the point is a police problem it's not a race problem go ahead go ahead go go but the yeah. next time a man of color maybe he is trying to attack a cop and gets killed they will use that same sure. thing yes. and that's the problem agree you know yeah, and that's, and and that's why I said it makes it very difficult for these cops who want to do their job correctly, these professional cops, because I will reiterate, this is a professional job. This is like, literally, this is getting to have beat to the difficulty of doctors and lawyers and shit. This is a professional job. You don't just let anybody operate on you. You don't just let anybody uh, represent you in court. You can't just let anybody protect the, and serve the community. You can't just let anybody do that. This is a professional job where you need to hire professionals, especially in these dangerous times where you're dealing with terrorists now and shit like that. You need cops that have this discretion, that have some kind of street knowledge, street credibility even. You know what I'm saying? That that don't don't freeze under fire or panic under, under, under pressure and start doing shit like this. Or just don't have ego problems, ego maniacal problems because they used to get slapped around and now they want us to shoot people left and right. You can't do that. It's just... You create mayhem in the community, and that's what happens now. Now you have mayhem in the community. It's two things. One is the training has to be better. They have to be psycho, psycho evaluated, whatever you know. They need to be better about who they let through this academy, and the academy has to realize that you know what their responsibility is and how important it is. And number two, the cops have to be more part of the communities. They're, you know, back in the day, they used to know all the shop owners. They used to know yep. all the people and walk the beat and know, know your neighborhood, know the yep. place where you're working. Yep. Yep. That way you'll know people. You'll know that guy, you yep. know, instead of like 
you know, yeah. tackling him on a car. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, dude, you're, yeah. you're busted. You yeah. know, sorry, Reggie, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that's that's the problem. Because yeah. back in the day, the cops used to walk the beat and used to know everybody in the neighborhood. Yeah. Now they don't. Now they're just looking to, to, to punk people. It's a shame because, you know, like I said, I... I, well, I, I don't I, mean I, they, I mean the certain the bad cops, not most of the cops. But I'm saying, and, and it's a shame because I was saying... You know, I intended for the rant part of the show to actually commend the cops after what I saw Monday. You know, I was really, really uh, uh, proud of these guys. You know what I'm saying? If, if me being proud of anybody's worth anything, you know what I'm saying? But I was really, like, impressed, you know? Like, they handled it. You know, they, everybody was able to enjoy the day over at Brooklyn Bridge Park and, and feel protected. And you felt protected because these guys did such a great job. And, and you know, they were uh, they did their best. And, and they skipped out on their holiday. And they skipped out on being able to take their family to Brooklyn Bridge Park or any kind of barbecue. You know what I'm saying? And then a couple of pieces of shit take the fucking headlines from them. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and it ruins it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing. The majority of these cops are not like that. But now... They don't report you good give, cop They don't behavior. report good cop no. because good cops are expected to be good. And so you don't, well, it you don't think about either. it. It doesn't sell either. But it's, um, you know, you remember it's a shame. Joe Green, the boxer. Yeah. Um, he's living down in Florida now. Yeah. Not the football player. No. Uh, this guy, he's a, he's a black kid. You know, he's a nice kid. You know, intelligent kid. And... It was impressive to me what he put on Facebook today was, you know, in Chicago over 4th of July weekend, four people killed and 69 shot injured. But no black people are upset about that. You know, you hear a cop did it and it's like, oh, man, ugh, look at what they're doing us black people. You know, it's it's a it's unfortunate that it takes that for you to want to change something. When you've had, you're going to get to the point in Chicago this year where they hit like a thousand deaths. Um, 2,000 shooting victims this year. No, uh, not murders though, but yeah. 2,000 shooting victims, close enough. It's horrible. It's horrible. That's why they're called Chirac. But, you know, it's unfortunate that, like if, my point is, if Joe Green didn't say it and I said it, they'd be like, oh, what the fuck do you know? You're a white guy. Well, I just know facts. Right, Sicilians aren't really white though, anyway. Right, that's what I said. No. But the uh, Joe Green is able to say that because he's black, you know. And I liked it on on his page because I thought that was. Well, who do you think you are liking his stuff? Yeah, well, you know, it was well thought out. It was honest. It was genuine. He wasn't trying to stir up controversy. You know what I mean? He's just speaking on on what he felt was was correct. Um, Who's shooting in Chicago? Who's doing all this? What do you mean? Who's doing it? I didn't really look into it. Everybody, I, just saw, I just saw the headline. It's all it is. Every every day, you know, it's you know there was a joke back in the day. Oh, a gunshot in my neighborhood is like a doorbell. In Chicago, a doorbell is rare, <laughs> and I'm not even making a joke. Of yeah. it. You know, that's what's rare. An ice cream truck is rare. Who the fuck wants to go sell ice cream in South Side of Chicago? It's got a bulletproof truck. Yeah, you know what I mean. But nobody talks about it. Nobody gives a fuck. Have you ever heard the President Obama speak about Chicago? He's from there. Yeah. What a jerk off, right? They don't speak about Chicago. The kids are killing kids. The 14-year-old kids are from Chicago. Trump said he's from Saudi Arabia. Well, yeah, but he moved to Chicago (laughs) from Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Indonesia. (laughs) Kenya. That's where he's from. He actually lived in Indonesia. He didn't live in Kenya. His His father's father's from Kenya. He lived in Hawaii, if you want to get technical. That's where he He was raised. He lived in Indonesia. I hear you, but he was raised in Hawaii. Um... 
That that has nothing to do with it, though. Why are we going on tangents? What the fuck does it matter where he it's lived? Funny. He was the fucking senator of fucking Chicago. Junior senator. And nothing was done in Chicago, and nothing's being done now in Chicago. That's the point. He probably cares more about Indonesia at this point because he cares more about everybody else other than Americans. Yeah. Sons of bitches. And Hillary Clinton gets off, too, by the way. She got off, yeah. Not with Bill. Hillary Clinton oh. gets off. Tell me something else. And the gentleman that spoke, Comer, Comey? Comey, yeah. Comey was also the lawyer, prosecutor, um, on a case when Bill Clinton was being investigated for having money come in, uh, 400000 here, 400000 there, for, for Bill and Hillary's... Um, Foundations Right from this building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was the guy that let them off then. How do we get the same guy? How do we get the same guy to be to be on, uh, you know, on fucking, you know, the same guy in charge of, of, of their fate? How does that happen? I don't know. You know what I mean? How is it? Like but the funny thing about and this that, is 20 about, years later about with the, the lawyer, What about the lawyer with Clinton? The funny thing about that, that uh, prosecutor with Clinton was that Bill Clinton hired Bill Clinton hired her in 1999. So she has her job because of Bill Clinton, and she's going to prosecute Hillary? And they see each other on the on the airport runway when they had that talk or whatnot? That's a guy. Uh, no, that was a girl. Oh, no, I'm talking about the guy, Col Comer, the no, one that I'm spoke on, on behalf of the FBI. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I'm you're talking, talking about, about prosecutor. Lynch. You, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah the, the prosecutor starts with the prosecutor yeah, before yeah. anything else. Mm -hmm. How's she going to prosecute when she got her job from Bill? Right. I mean, was right. she really going to prosecute? And they see each other at the airport. They're what a conflict of interest. <laughs> Such a jerk off. But that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, full of jerk -offs, people you. think we have it so bad as far as, oh, you know, I'm a person of color and I get treated this way. I didn't get the job I wanted. Or, you know, this is happening. Look at the bitch that's running to be fucking president of the country. Talk about being a criminal and getting away with it. But then people wanted to say white privilege. I, I don't blame them. I, she's fucking white. She's a woman. She gets away with whatever the fuck she wants. That's fucking terrible. dumb bitch. Whoa. I hate that lady, man. Me too. What a passion. Me too. Me too. And I, I'm all ranted out today. All right, I let's wrap my, it up. I lost my breath. I feel like I got to work out. Oh, anything. speaking of which, real quick. Yeah. Oh, boy. Lost my so, voice. So... We have a friend, uh, he comes over every once in a while. He's a good kid. He's uh, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh -huh. He came by to see me because he couldn't make my wedding. Uh -huh. uh, so he wanted to pay his respects and, you know, he had a prior engagement. <laughs> so we start talking about Hillary and, and he's like, man, I'm voting for Trump. And I said, so am I. And he's like... Who else, you know? I, I can't vote for that bitch, man. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, fucking guy Benghazi's paying her off. I said, what did he say? Yeah, it so was now, like an episode of Punked. Me and Paulie realized that this kid thinks Benghazi is a person. Ben, Benjamin. Yeah, right? Big Ben. Benjamin Ghazi. <laughs> so, so we just go along with it. I'm like, bro, he has fucking oil money. It's not millions, it's billions. And he's like... You have to see the conversation we had. I wish we could have recorded this. This wasn't the guy on the subway. This the guy, guy thought, oh. nah, this guy, you know, he thought Benghazi was a person. So of course we had to play along, oblige him, 
And, continue, and and go with Benghazi being a person. And Benghazi, we made like Benghazi was this oil tycoon and he was behind and the, the, he he was the behind president the of, of Libya. He was behind the death of Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein and all this stuff. And he's like, man, I didn't, I knew Benghazi was corrupt, but this guy was really corrupt. And I said, yeah, yeah, bro, if you had Benghazi money, I mean, you'd do whatever you want, you know? And <laughs> right. uh, it was literally an hour conversation. An hour, you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still doesn't know. He still doesn't know. Unless, he, unless he went home and talked to his wife about it and his wife was like, are you a fucking dipshit? Well, chances are, if, if he's, <laughs> you know, they probably talk about Ben, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ghazi all the time at home, so. <laughs> Mr. Ghazi's the talk of the town. Yeah. Don't name the podcast Mr. Ghazi. <laughs> yes. Mr. Ghazi. Talking a bit about Mr. Right. Ghazi. I am right. for real, Mr. Ghazi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Ghazi. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode today, episode 61. We don't have a lot of boxing. We'll uh, hopefully have more for you next week if we can make next week's episode. Pete's, Pete will be here from Aruba. I'll be in Miami. Seth will be in the studio. We love you, Ben. We'll be from the four, four corners of the earth, so to speak. Ben, can or you tell us what really happened over there? Out this bitch, please. Ben! Over and out. We'll see you next week. And we'll also talk about the European Cup final. Later.